This is Behold Now Behemoth, Chapter 4. I left early the next morning in a clean car and on an uncorrected sleep cycle as priorities needed to be set. As I flipped through the radio, I found that the majority of the conversation was, as expected, centered around Titanotile. The Yankees, Mets, Phillies, and the Pirates had all canceled their games, though I suspect Pittsburgh's decision had more to do with their abysmal pitching staff than it had to do with the eminent destruction of the Steel City. One real lemon sucker figured it was a result of environmental conservation efforts. A lemon apologist thought perhaps it was due to a lack thereof. Then, for the more adventurous, a particularly angry gentleman thought it was a complex projection system, ergo a psyop, and someone, somewhere, somehow, thought it was the wrath of a vengeful god. I guess my summary judgment was, ah, but I readily admit the inherent cowardice in such an opinion. There always was this push amongst us disaffected millennials to care less and less, like it was some sort of noble cause. I fell victim to it, but by the time I realized the ignobility of it all, it was too late. There's no courage in apathy. Say what you will about the suckers of lemons and their different-minded ilk, but they have an ethos and they stick to it. More than could be said about me or millions of my kind. Maybe that's how you end up with a titanotile. Slowly allow a generation who cared so deeply about not caring to become the primary decision makers and bam, decimated shorelines. Unfortunately, this revelation is also coming far too late. At the moment in which my journey began, however, I was endeavoring to have anything but revelations. Did I think the prehistoric beast had somehow telepathically communicated with my autistic elder brother? Well, when you put it that way, it sounds a little silly. The truth is I didn't know. It didn't matter. The apathy runs deep, I suppose. But this was a different sort of not mattering. This was the kind of not mattering that, that accompanies being burdened with purpose. Whereas... I might normally answer to be or not to be with, ah, hell, just let me get some sleep, would you? This was more of a slam dunk to be than anything else. Taking arms against my sea of troubles, so to speak, the calamity of so long life and all that. I was due westish for Decatur, Illinois, where old Hank lived assisted. It was one of the good ones, the very good ones. A cursory amount of research reveals that one must be willing to spend money to get a good one. It also reveals that one must be willing to research far beyond a cursory amount to get one of the very good ones. I haven't worked hard much of my life, but, but guilt is a spectacular motivator, and the time and the money were spent. I had assistance uh, on both fronts. You'll recall uh, I'm a bit of a loser, but Decatur won the pony. I'd always remind myself it was one of the very good ones every time the regret snuck up, be it on birthdays or due days. The drive wasn't so bad, about four hours, give or take. It was the 13 to Manhattan I was more worried about. 
As the radio began to talk of road closures and stay-at-home ordinances, I switched to a CD. There are advantages to willful ignorance, after all. The second playthrough of Lucky Town was just about halfway done when I pulled up to the main building of the St. Joseph of Cupertino Community for Adults. I quickly noted that the receptionist was a pretty young thing, which relieved any tensions I may have had. I'm one of those that truly believes we humans are meant to be led by the female of the species. After all, emotional intelligence is far more valuable than hunting and gathering when it comes to the continued success of a society. I found women to be more intuitive, more caring, more even-headed, and all-around better at most things that didn't involve brute force. We all have our roles to play, of course, but somewhere, somehow, a bunch of what I can only assume were remarkably short men decided to downplay the divine feminine in order to feel better about themselves. And look where that got us. There's a giant lizard threatening our major seaports. I'd encourage everyone to whom an immediate explanation is needed to look no further than the day we as a society decided to let men drive the bus and watch the graph nosedive beyond that. But I digress. Please, don't mistake me for some sort of knight in shining armor or champion of social justice. Trust me when I tell you, the charm I've always been able to muster up when it comes to currying the favor of the divine feminine has a rock-solid expiration date. I don't want to say Hank has it easy, but there are advantages to single-mindedness. Sure, his life hasn't been all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, but I don't recall Rodan ever throwing anything heavy at his head for making pleasant conversation with a waitress. But none of that mattered presently. I had a brother to abscond with, and a receptionist to charm. I strolled up with the sort of whimsical vacancy to my expression that had served me so well for so long. I stood silent for a moment. And then, at the exact right moment, huh, gosh darn it, must have been daydreaming. Might still be, for all I know. I don't care any bookmaker is saying about my chances in the social octagon. If someone needs charming, I will charm them. Don't worry about what the score looks like at halftime. It's always money in your pocket. Of course, she laughed. No, I wasn't in the business of differentiating between a polite chuckle and a bona fide giggle. If there's an audible ha or he, it goes in the win column. Can I help you, sir? Oh, I most certainly hope you can. Petey Freeman plays the hits. Another laugh. Well, we'll see about that. What is it you need? How much time do you have? It is high. It is far. It is... Not all day, sir. In the left fielder's glove. It would appear that the expiration date had arrived earlier than otherwise anticipated. Best get down to business. I think perhaps I'll leave that out. It just seems silly to write, uh, over and over and over. Uh, please remember that all gambling advice contained herein is merely an opinion, and the publisher, nor the author, is legally responsible for any losses incurred. Needless to say, after a few painful hours and a minute's clothing later, the cargo was out for shipment. Why did you tell Anna Fermin we had a family obligation? Is that the receptionist? She has a name, Peter. 
It's Anna Fermin? Yes. Why did you tell her we had a family obligation? What was I supposed to tell her? Hank's talking to a monster, so we'd better skedaddle? I'm pretty sure they'd keep you for good at that point. You still shouldn't lie. Good, because I didn't. Yes, you did. You said we had a family obligation. Are we family? Yes. Did I tell you I would drive you to New York to meet Stompy Boy? Peter, please. Technical name or monster name, not whatever that is. Sorry, sorry. Did I tell you we would drive to New York to meet biggest fuckintus lizardtus? Since correcting you will only make it worse, yes. Okay, so then there you go. Family obligation. But you didn't say anything about why we're going. Okay, so there were some missing facts. Doesn't mean I lied. Check and mate. By the way, Anna Fermin said what an asshole once you were out the door. She was talking about you. She told me she hated being called by her full name. Anna Fermin has been working there the entire time I've been there. She's never told me that she doesn't like that. Well, you intimidate her. You're quite stoic and mysterious. Women never know what to do with a man who plays hard to get. I think that you're joking. You open your eyes a lot wider when you're joking. Am I joking right now? There isn't a reason you would be closing your eyes if you weren't. You know, this is why you were never invited to poker night. I wouldn't have played, so it doesn't matter. Just get in the car. It was Mom that noticed when you were joking you opened your eyes wide. Not me. It was on one of my flashcards. Get in the car, Director Hoover. I, I don't need to know anymore about what kind of file you and the boys at Langley have on me. I just stopped listening when you use different names, because I know what you're saying isn't a real-life thing. Are you this Kurt with Titanotile? He knows we're on the way. He told me it makes him happy to know that. Well, thank God. Freeman and Freeman, back on the road again. We weren't quite the sunshine boys, but there was a certain rat-a-tat-tat to our rapport. Upon entering his chariot, the emperor immediately repositioned every available mirror, fastened his seatbelt, and turned his judgmental gaze to his footman. Never did understand why there was a full driver's ed curriculum at Henry and Mary Freeman High School, but perfectly regular means perfectly regular. I heard their prom was highly disappointing for what it's worth. I buckled, received the approval I needed via a quick shift of attention, and away we went. But first, there was something that required immediate attention. Yellow punch buggy, no punchbacks. Hank let out a completely unnecessary holler at the soft punch he received on the shoulder. Ow, Peter, I hate that game. That hurt. A game where you have to punch people is a pretty bad game. First of all, I had not punched him. I had tapped him. I had half a mind to call Vinnie Parente and ask him to explain to my brother what a punch felt like. But the king of rant comedy went on. And anyway, what's the whole point? You punch someone when you see an ugly car? Why? Shouldn't you punch the person for driving the ugly car? This game is stupid. Who made this game? I would assume it was the Germans. Well, Dad wasn't German, and he taught me. Can't argue with facts, Hank. The game is stupid. I'm not playing it with you. Rather than admit that the man had a point in his brutal takedown of this great Germanic pastime, I simply searched for a new distraction. The radio crackled to life. Totaling over 700 millions in damages and counting, the rampage has yet to be contained. 
Dottie Carney, she's not going anywhere. I've lived in this apartment since FDR was in office, and I'll be dead if I'm... <coughs> Together, we are mightier than the monster, so-called... <coughs> An entire police cruiser. I didn't even see him chew. We're gonna show this son of a bitch what happens when you mess with the NYPD. Mere seconds after he recorded this interview, Officer Douglas was stepped on. I desperately moved the dial, hoping to find at least some Spanish language station so that Hank wouldn't be able to figure out what they were talking about, but it was too late. He's afraid, like anything would be, if they weren't being so loud. Well, to be fair, he messed with the NYPD. No, no, he's afraid. My mother, my father, Park Ranger Witty, and myself knew that tone all too well. Hey, pal, you're right. You're right. They're, they're not being very understanding. He's not acting. He's reacting. And when you react, you're feeling. And feelings are very confusing. boy. He was very smart to choose you to call. Meeting you is going to be a very good thing for him. I made sure to keep my eyes nice and neutral. Not because I was joking, mind you, but because God only knows what the flashcard said for unsure affirmations. I hadn't yet decided if I had this modicum of belief that they were somehow speaking and they would somehow meet because I had an actual modicum of belief or if it was just the terminal, hopeless optimism of a bad gambler acting up again. I didn't know. It didn't matter. Time to split the hand. Hey, I bet you don't get to pick the music at St. Joe's. I never get to pick the music. It's the same music every day. There's only 11 songs. Well, my friend, you're in St. Petey's car for the wayward boy. And we've got a lot more than 11 songs. Without removing my eyes from the road, I opened the glove box to reveal pages and pages of silver CDRs. If the guy could squeal, he'd have squealed. Are they all Bruce Springsteen? You know me too well. There must be one, two, three. There's a lot of them here. Sure are. May I suggest Giant Stadium 83003? He trusted my judgment. Carefully slid the CD from its plastic sheath and loaded it into the CD player. You may think that you have some sort of incredible reaction to music, but my friend, I'll always know a better one. From the first note of Janie Don't You Lose Heart to the final ooze, not a word was spoken in the car, and 50% of the muscles did not move, save for your boilerplate vital functions. The stern, pondering face might fool a novice, but a veteran Hankologist like myself knew he was happy. Happy in his way, sure, but happy.